is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe. It is Wednesday, October 28th. I don't know. It doesn't feel like October 28th to me. It doesn't feel like reality to me in 2020. But it kind of feels like week eight. I don't know. This season is a marathon for sure. Uh, This is usually where I'm about to get my second wind. There's no doubt about it. And maybe you are as well for fantasy purposes because November fantasy football is here and things are starting to change for sure. So, of course, on the podcast today, we'll break down week eight fantasy football rankings. Got some good streamers for you, quarterback and at tight end. Got a lot of sifting to do at running back for sure. And a little bit of movement at wideout on the show today. Before I get into that, though, let me tell you about the presenting sponsor of the show, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there's no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks, and that means anyone has the chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, When they return, baseball and basketball and hockey. Of course, we have golf here, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, even esports, and of course, football right now. And that's the key, football right now, because MonkeyKnifeFight.com has it all, but we know we want it for football especially. You know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. So if you use that promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, that's the name of this podcast, you'll have your first deposit match instantly up to $50. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. All right, so let's move into quarterback rankings to kick things off here. And I'm not going to overthink it. I mean, San Francisco has been a relatively tough matchup, but I don't freaking care when it comes to Russell Wilson this season. Let Russ cook. Yes, he is cooking. He is cooking with gas this year. And I like that he's running a little bit more, too. He's the number one fantasy quarterback right now uh, until he changes our mind. he, he, I mean, he is arguably the lead in the clubhouse for the MVP race as well. I mean, there's a lot going right here for Russell Wilson. Patrick Mahomes comes in at number two. Uh, He's had two weird weather games in a row, and uh, I don't know. Spidey senses are tingling here that he bounces back. I know some people are disappointed. You know, him and Lamar, both second-round picks in ADP. Maybe even earlier than that in your leagues. I don't know. But just stay the course. Stay the course. Aaron Rodgers comes in at three against Minnesota. Aaron Rodgers is playing in an MVP level as well this year. With the exception of that Tampa game, otherwise it's been really just impressive. So I'm going to ride the wave there, especially against that Minnesota pass defense. I think Josh Allen bounces back this week for fantasy purposes. I'm not really discouraged by him. It's it's funny how quickly people change their their tone, or at least the public. You know, after the first couple weeks, it was holy crap. I was getting this all the time. Holy crap, Josh Allen, Ratcliffe, you were wrong, <laughs> and then. Uh, and then like the last week or so I've been getting, Hey, Ratcliffe, you, you know, when you said that thing about Alan, you were kind of right. And it was more like last year I said, Alan was, and this is a, this is 2019. It's not, not right now. So Alan was a great fantasy quarterback, but not a great 
NFL quarterback. In fact, a below average NFL quarterback. Well, this year he's been more than a above average he's he's not average he's above average and last week he had over 300 passing yards I think people are just too critical when when they don't throw for touchdown passes he's going to be just fine and I am not worried about New England anymore used to be on the defensive side no more no more Lamar at five it's a tough matchup against Pittsburgh but all he has to do is break one long run and that's your entire fantasy week Ryan Tannehill uh, sliding in here at six for me this week. Uh, Tannehill against Cincinnati, it's a nice spot for him, especially if William Jackson isn't able to clear the uh, concussion protocol. Uh, Carson Wentz slides in at seven against Dallas. I don't think I have to say anything more. He doesn't even need receivers, doesn't need anybody to (laughs) put up numbers against that Dallas defense. Teddy B against Atlanta on Thursday night. Bridgewater is... Really, uh, Wentz probably is owned in a lot of leagues because he was a streamer last week. So Teddy was really the top streamer this week. Tom Brady against the Giants. I don't know how much he's going to have to do this week. Won't have Chris Godwin, but that's fine. He has Gronk. He has a hobbled Mike Evans, but okay. He doesn't need much here. Joe Burrow slides in at 10. I actually prefer him just slightly to Justin Herbert at 11. Getting a lot of that. A lot of people have both of those guys, which is interesting. Maybe they're just... They're into young guys. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Joe Burrow, just a tick ahead of Justin Herbert. I think Bur- Burrow's going to have to throw a lot, that's for sure, in that contest against Tennessee. Then uh, at 13, I do have Baker Mayfield right now. I know a lot of people are looking to stream Derek Carr. I would rather go with Baker than Carr in that matchup. I've had a lot of people asking me about Jimmy Garoppolo. That just feels extremely volatile. Like, you're literally only playing the matchup. You're not playing the man. Remember, he doesn't have Debo Samuel this week. Sure, he has George Kittle. Sure, he has Brandon Ayuk. But a little bit shorthanded. Shorthanded at running back now. It just feels really risky. I don't know if I want to risk it. In DFS, I get it. But in season long, Jimmy Garoppolo comes in at 18 for me this week. Uh, Moving on to running back. And at the top, it is not Alvin Kamara this week. It is Kareem Hunt. This is a matchup play, plus nobody else is touching the ball in that backfield. By the way, I don't think that Christian McCaffrey plays this week. Of course, I don't know everything, and we will find out, fortunately for us, tomorrow. He's practicing, but it's not a matter of him practicing. It's a matter of him getting medically cleared to play. You can be medically cleared to practice, but not to play, and that ultimately comes down to the team decision. So we're in wait-and-see mode, but... I don't think he plays. So I have Kamara at two, Derrick Henry at three, and really all those guys are you know elite options. But Mike Davis, I still have at four right now. So what's the idea? What's the thought process behind all of this? Well, it, it, it's pretty simple. I don't think that McCaffrey plays. It is a great matchup against Atlanta. Davis has sort of come back to earth the last two weeks, but I think he can take advantage of a good matchup. So one more week of borderline elite fantasy potential out of him. I'm currently ranking Aaron Jones, but we got to keep an eye on his practice status. So I do have him at five. Dal Cook on the other side looks like he's trending towards playing. So no, you know we only got that one very lackluster week of Alexander Madison. But keep him on your bench. Still a lot of implied value if Cook goes down. Jonathan Taylor. I like what we've seen out of Jonathan Taylor. It's nothing spectacular, but it's really solid, and he fits a, he fits exactly what they want to do in that offense. And he is clearly better than Jordan Wilkins. So Taylor slides in at seven. How about this? Zeke down to eight. Now, 
I'm getting a lot of Zeke questions. So here's here's my general take. Ezekiel Elliott is still an RB1. He is maybe not an elite. You know, entering the season, he was in the elite, the big four conversation, right? The big four entering the season was some combination of McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke, and Kamara. I don't think we can put him in that elite conversation any longer because of the overall state of the offense. But that being said, he's still going to see plenty of volume. He's still... Uh, you know, going to be in a position to put up RB1 numbers, just not super sexy RB num- RB1 numbers, okay? So that's where I am with him. Clyde Edwards-Alaire at nine. I think there's enough here that Edwards-Alaire can get his and Bell can actually give you flex value. I'll tell you about Bell in a minute. Jacobs at 10. I think he bounces back this week. Todd Gurley at 11. Remember, he put up a really nice line over 120 rushing yards back in week five, so not too long ago there for... Todd Gurley, Miles Gaskin at 12. Uh, really like Miles Gaskin this week from a volume standpoint against the Rams. James Conner at 13. Again, volume. It's maybe it doesn't look like the best matchup, but the Ravens are giving up 4.3 yards per carry to opposing running backs. Ugh, the most boring back in the league. David Montgomery at 14. Like, if he was not the only back in that backfield, we'd have some big problems for fantasy purposes. But they don't have anybody to give the ball to, so this is a volume play. Not the best matchup, but it is a volume play. Tentatively, I have Carlos Hyde at 15 right now. Remember, he does have the hamstring tightness. We have to keep an eye on his practice status. I will update that for you as we roll through the week here. Doesn't hurt if you're in a deeper league to grab DJ Dallas. Just saying. Ronald Jones right now comes in at 16 for me. Now, I have Leonard Fournette at 24. So I have them both as RB2s. Why do I have Jones ahead of Fournette for now? Looking at things a little bit closer, I do think Fournette is the guy in the passing game, but the run game is going to be a pretty close split, and I actually think Jones is on the better side of that, and I think that this is a game where they lean on the run game, so that's why I'm giving Jones a slight edge, but again, subject to change here as we do more research through the week. Daryl Henderson slides in at 17. He's the preferred option. I think he's the better back in that backfield right now between him and Malcolm Brown. Brown's fantasy numbers look better from last week, but that's because he had the goal line carry. I wouldn't read too much into that. It was sort of luck of the draw of who was in on that drive, and it happened to be Brown. Melvin Gordon at 18. DeAndre Swift at 19. Really love DeAndre Swift right now. Joshua Kelly trending up. So he's the preferred guy in that backfield this week. I have Jamichael Hasty at 21. I said this on the SiriusXM show earlier today, and somebody said, hey, why do you think Hasty's starting? Well, I didn't say starting. I'm saying he's the better fantasy option. I don't, I don't really honestly care who's starting. I don't care who's on the field for the first play. That's what it means when you start. If it's Jarek McKinnon, blah, blah, blah. The thing about it is Hasty has shown more upside, so... He's the guy I'm giving the edge to for fantasy, but I'm not decisively saying, oh, he's the rock star play of the week. No, he's a back-end RB2, so that's still pretty volatile right there. Uh, For now, at 22, I have Boston Scott and tentatively have Giovanni Bernard at 23. Jamal Williams is right there, too. So there's a lot of moving parts here. So Boston Scott really depends on Miles Sanders, right? Um, Jamichael Hasty kind of depends on Tevin Coleman. Giovanni Bernard depends on Joe Mixon, who didn't practice today. Jamal Williams depends on Aaron Jones. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts back here that really could shake up rankings throughout the week. So remember, you get always get the current rankings over at ftnfantasy.com. 
And you can use the promo code Rat Pack to get yourself uh, 10% off. I wish it was 20. I'll push for 20. It's 10 right now. <laughs> I'll push my my partners for 20. We'll, we'll see what we can do. But it is 10% right now. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is at 28 for me, by the way. So he's a flex play this week. Revenge game. Revenge. So I, I don't mind flexing him out. Um, if you're going to ask me that question, and I know somebody is, would you start Edwards Alaire and Le'Veon Bell in the same lineup? Probably not. I don't like to I really don't like doing that in backfields. It I'm usually uncomfortable doing that with two wideouts unless you're talking like really two standout wideouts. But definitely with backfields, it's a really volatile approach. I saw a bunch of people get bit by that recently, like whether it's doing like the Kenyon Drake Chase Edmonds thing or the Jackson Kelly thing, or earlier in the year, the Kelly Eckler thing. It's a volatile approach. I don't I don't really like it. Moving on to wide out. Oh, Devontae Adams is number one. No competition for targets. Good matchup. Giddy up. Ty Freak. I keep saying, it's brewing. There's a big game brewing. I don't know when it happens. But even, you know, last week, was that a good game for Ty Freak? No. He was still top 20. He didn't lose you the week. You know, he. it's not like he went out and had a catch for 10 yards. He still got in the end zone in a game where they didn't pass very much. They didn't have to. Uh, so yeah, he's number two. Lockett and Metcalf at three and four. I mean, Jesus doesn't matter. They didn't go after, they didn't go after Patrick Peterson last week because, uh, you know, he was on Metcalf, uh, with, with some cloud coverage to helping out. And so, yeah, they went after Lockett's matchup, but doesn't matter. You play them both as elite plays every week. Julio Jones at five. He's a little dinged up, but I'm not worried about him. Adam Thielen at six. Kenny Galladay at seven. Kenny Galladay has been really good since the bye week. Really looks healthy again. Allen Robinson, I think he has a, a bounce back game here. And he was still double digit fantasy points, even though he was relatively quiet on Monday night. I think he has a bounce back game against this New Orleans secondary. After that, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and then Calvin Ridley. So if you are keeping score at home, yes, there are four wide receivers in this game in my top 12. <laughs> Giddy up. Uh, Keenan Allen at 12. He's So he had the back issue. He's, he played five games this season, but he even, you know, you could really say like four and a third pretty much games. He has 49 targets, so he's he's still, even if you count it at five games, he's averaging almost 10 targets a game. I love it. I love it. Stephon Diggs could see Stephon Gilmore. Hey, there's um, rumors circulating about Stephon Gilmore. Maybe, maybe he's traded. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But for now, I'm not really that worried about it. It's a target volume thing for Diggs that I love. Justin Jefferson, this kid is playing great football at 14. A.J. Brown playing great football since coming back at 15. Mike Evans not playing great football, but he is not playing 100%. Remember, no Chris Godwin here, so Evans is still a wide receiver to play. Bob Woods, this for me this week is a Woods week more than a Cup week, but I have Woods at 17 and Cup at 19, so not a big difference between them. In between those two is Tyler Boyd. He's at the front end of his range this week. Remember, he's normally like a wide receiver, mid-range wide receiver two to a mid-range wide receiver three. Well, he's a mid-range wide receiver two play this week. I like the matchup a lot, actually, uh, for him against Tennessee. Travis Fulgham, after those guys sliding in in the 20 spot, he's the best wide receiver for the Eagles right now, and he faces Dallas. 
Brandon Ayuk against Seattle. He's a top 25 play with no Debo on the field. T. Higgins at 22. like the matchup for him as well. Hopefully he sees a lot of Jonathan Joseph. Amari um, Cooper backsliding to 23. Looks like Ben DiNucci will be under center. We don't know just yet. But even if it's Andy Dalton, I really don't care. Backsliding. And should see Darius Slay here. Marquise Brown at 24 with all of his upside. Maybe not the best matchup, but still upside city. Jarvis at 25. Now, let me sort through the Steelers wide receivers. So at 26, I have Deontay Johnson. At 27, I have Juju Smith-Schuster. At 29, I have Chase Claypool. So basically, they're all front-end wide receiver threes to mid-range wide receiver threes. And it's a bit of a hedge. I realize that. It's saying I don't 100% buy the Chase Claypool stat line from last week, nor do I necessarily buy the Deontay and Juju target volume from last week going forward as this is just the new normal. I really do think it was Ben avoiding the matchup that he viewed as the toughest matchup, even though Malcolm Butler is not a shutdown corner. It was Ben avoiding that. And I think we still have some value, some some merit to starting Chase Claypool as a wide receiver three. Uh, if you ask me, who do I choose out of three? Yes, it is Deontay Johnson, but I don't think it's like significant. In between those guys, by the way, at 28 was Devontae Parker. Cole Beasley slides in at 30 this week with um, decent volume, not a ton of upside, but isn't he? He's like a Belichick receiver too. To do it to Belichick would be fun. AJ Green at 31, CD at 32, he's backsliding as well. Did have five targets last week, he didn't catch any of them, but he had five. Darius Slayton, remember he was shadowed by Darius Slay last week. I'm not quite so sure he gets the star treatment from Carlton Davis this week. Even if he does, there's enough juice there with his big play upside to at least warrant a sort of what the heck start him at wide receiver three. Uh, Manuel Sanders for now at 34 if he gets back on the field. If not, we'll do some adjusting there with the Saints wide receivers. Rashard Higgins at 35. He's the next man up with OBJ out. And then T.Y. Hilton at 36. Moving on to tight end, there's actually two really good streamer plays at tight end, as I talked about at the top of the show here. George Kittle is not one of them. He's just really good. He's the number one for the week, then Travis Kelsey, then Darren Waller, then Mark Andrews. Get this. Number five fantasy tight end for the week, Rob Gronkowski. We are back to Brady and Gronk. And it's really looked good the last couple weeks. And there's no Chris Godwin. And if you picked up Rob Gronkowski or if you drafted Rob Gronkowski and you managed to hold on to him, good job. Good job. He's the number five tight end for the week. TJ Hawkinson. Hawk is moving up. He's at six. Uh, Hunter Hendry at seven. Let's hope we don't get gesickied. Again this week, Gesicki, right? It's when uh, every tight end but your tight end scores on a team. <laughs> that happened last week to Hunter Henry. It's, it's a it's a thing. It happens, but I'm not overly concerned about it. If you need a streamer, though, the top tight end streamer of the week is Richard Rodgers. He slides in at eight. He's going to see volume in that offense. There's nobody else to catch the ball at tight end. Jason Kroom, whoopity-doo. Jimmy Graham. Here, here's the projection for Jimmy Graham. Ready? Three for 35. Oh, so close. Three for 35 and 50% chance of scoring a touchdown. He just feels like a three for 32 and a touchdown guy this week in a revenge game <laughs> against the Saints. Anyway, Bob Tanyan at 10. Harrison Bryant, the other big-time streamer of the week at 11. I don't think Austin Hooper gets back. He's dealing with the recovery from the appendectomy. 
So another week of the rookie. And then finally, Jonu Smith at 12. Just on the outside looking in is uh, Jared Cook. He's right there. So, you know, you say to me, hey, uh, Jeff, I have Evan Ingram. Should I use Richard Rodgers over him? Yeah. Hey, Jeff, I have Evan Ingram. Should I use Harrison Bryant? Yeah, of course. You know, that that's kind of where we are. Now, if Evan Ingram gets traded, all, all bets are off from there, you know, in terms of his rest of season value. But this week, yeah, Evan Ingram against Tampa or Richard Rodgers with volume against Dallas. I mean, you're going to drop Rodgers, by the way. They're heading into their bye. Uh, Dallas Goddard, did, I should say, he did get activated off of injured reserve, but the widespread sentiment is that he's still not going to be ready until week 10. And they have all of that time to officially uh, get him back in. So there you go. All right, go head on over for rankings and all the fantasy football goodness, including projections and some really freaking good tools over at ftnfantasy.com. Site's pretty awesome, got to say. Even if I wasn't a part owner of the site, I'd say it was pretty awesome. All right, go check it out. I appreciate everybody's support there, though, in all seriousness. And in all seriousness, I appreciate everybody's support reviewing the show on Apple. If you haven't already, really simple to do. All you have to do is, if you have an iPhone, open up the podcast app, go to my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe, open it up, scroll to the bottom, click the stars. We are actually moving up. If you guys get me to 2K before we have our celebration, we're going to have to double down on the celebration. So the celebration for 1K is in the works. Um, Just a note to anybody out there listening. Don't plan a celebration while in the middle of an NFL season, but it's in the works. I'm working with Brad Evans and the team at Sawdust to get something fun here planned for you, and we are going to do a little giveaway for you as well, but more details to come on that one. You can follow me on social media, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. Use the hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. All right, tomorrow we'll be back. We'll talk a little wide receiver cornerback matchups for you, and we'll go around the league like we did last week. People liked it. Did every game, every team, every all good and bad and neutral matchups. I got you covered there. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here. 